Bill, thanks so much uh, for reading all of those names for us. Uh, well done. I imagine uh, not many people were jealous that they didn't get today's reading. Now, Christmas Day can be pretty hectic, so um, thanks very much for making the time to come here this morning. Uh, it's really good to be together, those of us who aren't away visiting um, family and that kind of thing. It can be a bit of a rush, can't it, with um, presents and Christmas dinner, perhaps you know, having to get everything cooked, uh, eat all those sweets and chocolate to eat, all those drinks to drink, perhaps a king's speech for the first time to watch. I think for the first time ever, watch in this country. And um, uh, it, it might also have felt like, if you've been with us for this um, Christmas series in Ruth, that we've been going at breakneck speed through that, through their lives, and through that story as well. But um, today, we get to the real climax of that story, um, because the book of Ruth ends up with Christmas. Uh, that's why it's our Christmas series, that's why um, uh, we actually... Uh, made a bit of a a foray into the the New Testament. Because, of course, Christmas isn't really about the presents or the dinner or chocolate or Santa. It's about Jesus. Uh, And um, Jesus, God himself, being born as a baby. Um, But, of course, uh, you'll know if you're listening just now, that isn't how the New Testament starts. Uh, You, of course, know that the New Testament doesn't start with Jesus being born as a baby. Uh, Bill just read for us the beginning of the New Testament, the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, the first book of the New Testament, and it's a list of names. Perhaps um, you've thought to yourself, why on earth would you start the New Testament, which is meant to be exciting, with a list of names? A long list of, if we're honest, quite difficult to pronounce Um, names. Well, uh, here's here's the reason. And um, perhaps uh, this um, uh, might make us uh, feel like uh, we ought to um, uh, reread our Bibles. Because if we know books like Ruth and the rest of the Old Testament, we'll understand why this list of names isn't just a practice in um, reading tricky things to pronounce, it is actually mega exciting. It's like a mega version of unwrapping a present. Um, It's like a a, a build-up. Right back in the Garden of Eden, God had promised that he would send a rescuer who is going to be one of Eve's children, one of her descendants. And so from that time on, as you read through the the Old Testament, you're looking for the person who's going to redeem people, to to buy back people from sin and death for God. And so um, every generation, uh, as you're reading through the the Old Testament story, you think, oh, is this the one? Is this going to be the one? Um, And then you find out, no, not this one. Maybe it's the next one. So um, could I have a volunteer to help me demonstrate? Because we haven't got to the end of our unwrapping. Oh, Christiana, that was a very quick hand. Come on. Um, well done. And now, um, I'm glad you wanted. I, you can say no if you want, because your job is going to be to unwrap a present, and you get to keep whatever's inside, okay? Do you want to do that? Now, you stand this side there. Sophie, it's not, it's not your turn. It's Christiana's turn. Would you like Naomi's help or not? Okay, now you go back to mummy. 
And then you can see what's inside as well. And um, while Christiana's doing that, I'm going to, to show you the parallel. I'm going to try and read through that list of names as fast as I can. Okay, so it's a bit like a race, okay? So, this is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Go, Christiana, go. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Now, you might have to open the box. Inside. Keep going. And Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. She might need a bit of help from someone. It might not be as, as uh, securely fastened as you think it is. Um, Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amminadab. Amminadab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. How are we doing? Oh, no, there's more. Could I have that one? Quick. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Oh, no, you'll need to open that box too, I think. Well done. Josh, you might need to help as well. Um, Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the, son, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Uh, Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Oh no, another one. Quick, Christiana, unwrap it. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amon. Amon, the father of Josiah. Well done. There's one side which is going to be a lot easier than the other sides. You're going for the tricky side, but that's okay. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amon. Amon, the father of Josiah. And Josiah, the father of Jeremiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. There's one more. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shaltiel. Oh, well done. You won. What was inside? Was that chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. So what we've learned is that it takes longer to get from um, Abraham to Jesus than it does to open uh, four presents. So well done, Christiana. Round of applause, Christiana. Um, but the idea is uh, that um, uh, when we're looking through this beginning of, of Matthew's Gospel, actually it's, it's in Luke's Gospel as well, so two of the four Gospels have this um, list of names, this list of um, so-and-so the father of so-and-so the father of so-and-so the father of so-and-so. And the reason that's exciting is because you're seeing the whole history of all the Jewish people, of all of the people that God had promised, there's going to be a redeemer who's going to come from this family. So the New Testament actually starts in a super exciting way. Uh, now, um, uh, perhaps you also noticed that there was a little bit in common between the two different bits of the Bible that Bill read for us. Did anyone notice that? In Ruth and in uh, Matthew chapter 1, uh, there are a few lines which are exact, almost exactly the same. Um, and um, if you uh, uh, listen to that, having been through the story of Ruth with us the last few weeks, then perhaps your heart skipped a beat. Because um, the story of Ruth is really the story of Naomi. And Naomi was... Uh, a down-and-out uh, case. Uh, she'd um, become a refugee. She'd, she'd left her homeland, left her God, left Israel, and then while living as a refugee in Moab, uh, she was bereaved. She lost her husband and both her sons. And she was unemployed, riddled with debt, and had no hope. 
Her daughter-in-law Ruth came back with her uh, from Moab to Israel, back to Bethlehem. And in Bethlehem, things turned around. Because in Bethlehem, they found a redeemer. Uh, The redeemer, Boaz, married Ruth, paid off the debts, pledged himself to look after them. And now we find, in uh, the second half of Ruth chapter 4, they have a baby. Boaz and Ruth have a baby. And the focus for this last part of uh, the book of Ruth is on that baby. Partly that's because of the turnaround. Naomi, remember, lost her boys and uh, was empty. And then here at the end, we get the picture of her arms full of a, a little boy again. So there's this turnaround uh, in uh, Naomi's story. But actually, um, there's a lot more to it than that. This little boy means a lot more uh, than just a turnaround for Naomi. Because the book of Ruth ends the way the New Testament starts. Uh, this list of names. Uh, Ruth uh, chapter 4 says, this little boy they called Obed, who is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, does anyone know who David was? The greatest king in Israel. That's right, Danny. The great king David. He led his people in, um, in serving God and finding his blessing. And here is Naomi, who had been a total down and out, not only finding her place in the world, but enjoying this amazing place in the whole history of humanity, in the whole story of the world. Because as Matthew points out in his list of names, this baby, Obed, was only ever pointing to a more important baby to come later. Not just his uh, grandson, is that right, grandson, great-grandson, I lose track, Uh, David, but his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson, Jesus. And um, it's Christmas, so I'm not going to go on for ages, but just two things I want to draw out of, of that Uh, story, that truth. Um, Because it teaches us firstly that Christmas is about a baby who came for you, for people like me and people like you. It's not just for for other people, um, more important people, more religious people or anything like that. The story of Naomi and Ruth and Boaz has um, given us a taste of one part of Jesus's family line. And the Old Testament actually gives us loads more. So if you read the rest of it, you'll you'll fill in lots of the gaps about who these other people are and why they're uh, relevant to us. And one of the reasons that's so great is that we get to know the sorts of people that God uses. Surprising people. And in particular, the type of people Jesus comes from shows us the type of people that Jesus came for. The type of people Jesus came from shows the type of people he came for. Christmas is about a baby who came for you. If we were to look at the list of names in um, the beginning of Matthew, uh, we might notice some surprises. Um, uh, Even if you don't know who those names are, you might have noticed that there were five women listed, which perhaps seems very normal to us now. But in those days, women wouldn't appear in family trees. Jesus came not just for men or for the people who are important in society, but for everyone, for men and women and children, for Jews and non-Jews, 
like Ruth. For kings, like David, and commoners, the poor, the meek, the lowly. But more than that, more than just Jesus came from all sorts of uh, different types of people, Jesus also came from a line of really not very good people as well. One writer described um, the way Jesus came as through families of messed up monarchs and battling brothers, through affairs and adultery and more than a feud or two, through skeletons in closets and cheaters at tables. And that is really good news. Because the type of people Jesus came from shows us the type of people Jesus came for. He came from people who are deeply flawed, who did really bad stuff, who messed up their lives, who hurt other people. Jesus came from those sorts of people, and Jesus came for those sorts of people. Do you ever find uh, that at Christmas time you picture um, a perfect day, like a really um, wonderful, exciting, and also serene and calm, unspoiled family bliss? And then about half an hour in, it turns out that that hasn't quite worked out the way you planned. That the, the moment by moment, the day get the picture of your day gets. Um, uh, shredded a little bit. I'm sure that's not you, maybe it's just, just me. But Jesus came for the sort of people who can't keep a lid on their frustration for even one Christmas day. Christmas is about a baby who came, not for the perfect, not for the sorted, but for people like me and people like you. Now, why do we want this baby? Why, if, if, if Christmas is about a baby who came for you, Well, why would you have him? Why would you want him? Well, that's what the second thing I want to draw out from um, this story is going to be about. But before we think about that, we're going to sing a song. And so if the band uh, come up, because the the song will help us remember how everything there is in Christmas actually can point us back to Jesus, just like that family line led to Jesus. So everything we do at Christmas can point us to uh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, the King of Christmas. So stand up. Kids, you might know some actions, you might not. Um, uh, I don't think we're having any from the front, so do what you like. You can dance, um, but certainly sing along. Brilliant. Please take a seat. I was delighted to see that some people knew some actions or maybe made them up. I don't know. You're welcome to do either. Uh, Brilliant. Uh, Now, has anyone ever um, been to a party? No one has ever been to a party. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Has anyone ever been to a, um, a what, do you, what do you call it, a, a gender reveal party, a birth announcement type party? No. No, I, I've never been to one either, but I've seen lots of um, uh, little kind of videos, of them, normally of them going wrong. I don't know if you've ever seen videos like that. Um, well, um, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, uh, today is about a baby, isn't it? A baby uh, who changes, uh, who came for you, and a baby who changes your life. Now, um, perhaps uh, in Ruth's day, they didn't know about um, uh, you know, gender reveal parties or, or things like that. If they did, um, then uh, if they'd have somehow worked out, the baby would have been, uh, it would have been a blue balloon for a, 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 um, a baby boy. Um, But there was something else about this baby um, that was revealed when he was born. 
Now, um, to find that out, I need someone to help me who isn't going to be scared if um, they pop a balloon. Uh, we can do we can do one at home. How about how about you, Bethany? Danny, you you were first, but we'll do one at home, okay? So um, I think the best way to pop this balloon is to try and jump on it, okay? Do you think you'll be able to do it? Okay, and see if there's anything inside that will reveal to us. Oh no, it's a tricky one. Oh no! How are we going to do it? Redeemer of Naomi, thank you very much. You go and grab a seat. So this baby um, was born not only to be a boy, but to be the Redeemer of Naomi. And so um, perhaps you noticed at the end of Ruth, um, there were um, some interesting reactions uh, to this baby being um, born. Have a look down, if you've got it open, if you close it, it's page 270 if you want to follow along with me. Um, verse uh, 14, the women, the women of Bethlehem, said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. This birth was brilliant news. Uh, for, for Naomi. Naomi, I remember, had, had gone away. She, when she came back, she said, uh, don't call me Naomi. Naomi means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter, because I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. But now uh, her lap has been filled first with food and then with a baby. Uh, and she, um, she thinks this is brilliant. But this isn't really, as I said before, about the joy of parenthood or of grandparenthood. Uh, it does have that in it, but it's about something much bigger. I think we get a hint of that in how um, kind of overdone these descriptions are. Um, so um, uh, uh, the baby is um, uh, a boy, and it's revealed that this baby is going to be something more than just any old boy, because look at what the, the ladies say. He um, uh, will renew your life. He will sustain you in your old age. And because of him, your daughter-in-law is better to you than seven sons. I don't, I don't know if you ever say, if you ever have seven, seven sons and, and, uh, and then a daughter-in-law, don't say that daughter-in-law is better than all those seven sons. That would probably be rude. But the point is, this is a really big deal, this guy. And do you know why? Well, it's because of the first thing they say. Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. Now, this is a surprise because... Uh, we thought the guardian redeemer was Boaz, if you were listening in previous weeks, who married her, took on the debts, and, and rescued them from poverty. But it's not. Not according to these ladies. Not according to the end of the story. It is this little baby. This little baby is a guardian redeemer. That's what the, these, um, these women in Bethlehem say. He, may he become famous. He will renew your life, sustain you in your old age. Uh, he has been given birth. Who is he talking about? Well, verse 14, a guardian redeemer. And that's what Christmas is about. A baby who is a guardian redeemer. A baby who 
can buy us back from sin and death. That's what Christmas is about. The real Boaz, the real Obed, the real King David has come. Uh, And so, actually, before the birth, there was a bit of a gender reveal party for Mary and Joseph. Did you know that? So I, I need someone, someone else, perhaps, who's willing to come and um, stand on a balloon. <laughs> All right, Danny. Okay, yes, you can, you can have your turn. You were first last time, so you get to go this time. And um, so when, um, when uh, the angel came to Mary, he said, it's going to be a boy. It's a balloon. But they, but they said more than that. Can you um, try and jump on it? Let me, let me take this away. <laughs> can, you, can you unfurl that for me, please? I'm glad. What does it say? Redeemer of the world. Redeemer of the world. Thank you. Not just give it to me, please. Um, Not just redeemer of uh, Naomi or of Mary, but redeemer of the whole world. Because remember, this baby came for you and for me, and this baby came as a redeemer, as our redeemer. And that changes today entirely. It changes life entirely. Just like for Naomi, her life was totally transformed by this baby. So our lives can be totally transformed by this baby. You see, um, every day, including Christmas Day, all of us mess up, don't we? We all come to the end of our fuses before we should. Uh, We all end up being a bit selfish uh, instead of uh, helping and serving others. Um, We uh, reveal ingratitude in our hearts. We all mess up in, um, on Christmas Day. We all mess up in our lives. And God has sent a redeemer to solve that problem for us. So that we can stop trying to sort our Christmas out. And start trusting in the one that Christmas is really about. He has paid the cost of Christmas for us. We can trust him, enjoy his forgiveness and peace. And then see what a difference that makes to our family relationships, to our efforts to have joy this Christmas time, and to our efforts to be happy, peaceful, or hopeful in the rest of our lives. Let me lead us in a prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you that you have not left us without a guardian redeemer. Thank you that you've given us not just any old baby, but your own son, who can sort out all our problems, retrieve all our messes, and make this Christmas more meaningful than any other. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen.